Bratz, 90s kids and early otters. It's Sam and Rachel's Generation Gap. My name is Sam. My name is Rachel. And together we are bridging the gap between our age difference as two real-life comedians who are married to each other. Isn't that right, Rachel? That is correct. And we're doing so one subject matter at a time. What's our subject matter of this week's episode? Today is a huge episode. It's really an Some... epic one. I was literally going to say, some may call it epic. <laughs> I, stopped, I stepped we, on your line, we just, I'm sorry. No, we've just been around each other a lot. <laughs> Hashtag quarantine. Uh, this is epic. Uh, unlike any other time, we consumed, uh, I don't know, 12 hours or something uh, to get us ready for today. Today's pop culture items are Lord of the Rings, the movies, and... The never-ending story. The graphic novel. The no. <laughs> no, no, both no. are the movies. Just the movie. Uh, yeah, we so, did not know, watch just... the trilogy of never-ending stories. <laughs> Is that really a thing? There are more than one never-ending story. It never I, ends. Yeah, I did. Well, we yeah. didn't watch those. No. Yeah, just to point this out, my thing this week was never-ending story. We watched it. It was like maybe ninety minutes. We watched. <laughs> 12 hours of Lord of the Rings. We didn't do the extended <laughs> editions. We just did the standard Sorry, theater. 11 hours. <laughs> it, was, it was intense. Yeah, so we did have quite an intense boot camp uh, this week. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that. Uh, so the first time, this wasn't the first time actually that we had watched Lord of the Rings together. Attempted to watch Lord of the Rings. Attempted. <laughs> yes. Uh, so do you want to explain the first time we attempted to watch Yes, Taylor? well, you know, Rachel had never seen Lord of the Rings, or maybe she had seen it a long time ago I or whatever. like, seen But she had definitely them. not consumed it all how yeah. it's supposed to be consumed. <laughs> right, right, not all 12 hours. Right, right, over the course of a week or a couple, a couple weeks or something, right? Yeah. So I was really eager for her to watch it because it's a big part of uh, my thing, and we'll get into that, but... We were watching it on a cross-country flight, and you're thinking, Sam, that little airplane screen is not good. It was actually a little worse than that. We were sharing an earbud <laughs> yeah. from well, my iPad. <laughs> it was like the first time I was going home to see your family for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It was the first year we dated, and... We decided, like, I thought it was a great idea. It was Sam's idea. He's like, let's watch as many, you know, it's a long flight uh, from New York to Oregon. Let's watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies. And uh, actually, it was a really good idea. He downloaded them in advance. And the reason it was a good idea was because our flight was delayed and we were in the airport for, well, I was in the airport for like, I don't know, five extra hours. Yeah. Sam was there even longer, but that's another story. Uh, so we watched almost like one full movie before we even got on the airplane. Mm -hmm. And That's then true. I think we watched one or most of the second one on the on the plane. And then I don't think. But yeah, I don't know about the third one. You know, when your flight has just been delayed and you're sharing an earbud on a tiny iPad. We had That's how earbuds. Peter Jackson intended these <laughs> movies to be watched. Seriously. And we don't even have like an epic setup in our house by any means. But no. like it was so different to watch. We turned it. out the lights and we had popcorn for the last one. We, and we did it up. We yeah. really did it up. Um, so yeah. So we boot camped uh, this week. So that was what we did the first time. And that was about four. That was exactly like four years ago. Yeah. Because it's almost our four year anniversary, babe. Hi, babe. Hi. I love you. I love you too. And that's and, how long it took us to watch these movies. Yeah, four years. Four, years. <laughs> uh, four more years. Uh, and then we also this week watched The NeverEnding Story. I just want to point out we will spend a lot, we invested a lot of time in Lord of the Rings. But yeah, that's what we did this week. Yeah, that was absolutely great. 
All right, with that being said, Rachel, there was a time where we weren't as familiar with these four movies. That's correct. Uh, There was a time when we were in the dark. So let's take it away past Sam and Rachel. (laughs) Denise, can you roll the clip? Uh, So, Samuel... Mm. Samwise. Mm, yes. Uh, what do you know? So uh, my topic this week is obviously never-ending story. Mm-hmm. Which... And mine is the actual never-ending story. Yeah, because is... that thing is just <laughs> never-ending. <laughs> well, never-ending story, I would almost say, is even before my time. We'll get into that later, I'm sure. But like, I think it's quite, quite old. Well, and I think it's infinite. Sam, what do you know about the never-ending story, starting with, have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it at some point. These are vague memories. I remember he goes into a library's attic where he eats an apple (laughs) and goes to a magical world through storybooks. Sounds like you remember the most important parts of the story, the framing device. I remember... He uh, he does fly on a white shih tzu across this magical (laughs) land. I remember there might be an island that is a turtle. Great. I rem- you actually remember I remember quite a bit. there is something that's sad about a horse. Mm-hmm. And I remember the one thing about the end of the movie. You remember a lot, actually. When did you see this movie? What's your relationship? Long time ago. I don't, I don't, I have no connective tissue. That's the okay. thing. I feel like I culturally know all the highlights, but I, I don't know how this fits together. Yeah. All right. Great. And um, could you describe the plot of the movie? Yes. I already started. The kid goes into an apple. (laughs) An apple library? He goes into a library attic where he eats an apple (laughs) and loses himself in a story. A never-ending story. Oh, okay. Um, He somehow realizes he's, like, involved with the story Mm. because he has to say a Treyu to the Natalie Portman lookalike queen (laughs) in the diamond world. This is good. I believe there is a turtle that is a whole island, and <laughs> the horse dies in the swamp. Okay, well that is the plot. Atreyu, there you go. Oh my name! I was just gonna say, like we obviously are gonna watch this movie this week, but it seems like we don't even have to. Right. I mean, I know it. Um, I know every part. So of you the just mentioned Atreyu. Yeah. Can you ma- n- name any other characters? Falcor. Which the is the Shih Tzu. And I believe Mr. Myrtle. <laughs> that's the entire island? No, that's the horse that dies. <laughs> you think you're so funny. All right, well, sounds pretty good. You're not too in the dark this week. This is no Debbie Gibson here. No, no, just a little dim. Just in the dim for me. Sure, in the dim. All right. Now, Rachel, this week's... Uh, topic for you. We kind of have a storied history. This is probably one of the things that made us want to do a podcast like this. Yeah, right? yeah. Lord of the Rings kind of is one of the things that pushed us towards this. Yeah, absolutely. I have such a strong relationship with the Lord of the Rings, and um, I love the movies so much. I should say this is not a book thing. I'm not a booker. No, right? Sam. No, know how read good. Know how read good. No, <laughs> and I. But I do know how to watch movie good, and these are some fantastic movies. But actually, Rachel, you've seen them, kind of, right? Yep, kind of. 
kind of. You haven't seen the end of the third one. So you've watched probably not, like, what, nine of the ten and a half hours? I don't even movies? really know. Every time we come back to this mo- these movies, I'm like, I don't know what I've seen and what I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the truth is, Sam and I actually had this very conversation maybe, like, two or three years ago where he was trying to quiz me on what I knew. And at the time I was even more in the dark than I am now. So why don't we actually cut to that recording uh, of me on a subway train, pretty stoned where Sam started uh, quizzing me about Lord of the Rings when we were on our way to go see Christmas lights in New York city. Uh, Denise, can you roll the clip? I'm just going to ask you some questions about Lord of the Rings. Okay. Who is the main character in the Lord of the Rings? Um, the guy from The Good Son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You care Frodo. To... Oh, good job. Good job. Bare minimum <laughs> getting that one correct. Okay. Now, there, there's a famously... And then there's there... Mikey from Goonies. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> there's uh-huh. famously... A fellowship of nine characters. Yeah, yeah. How many of those do you feel comfortable naming? And how many of those do you feel comfortable describing? Um, naming zero. <laughs> well, you can name Just one. Frodo. Correct. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Is really? The, is Sauron or Moron? Or <laughs> not Moron, not Moron. The one with the... Who's, like, big wizard? Like, the main wizard who, with the gray beard. Yeah, the main wizard with the gray beard is definitely one of the people in the fellowship. But can you just remember? What? Give me a hint because I can't remember his name. It's a two-syllable name. Uh-huh. It kind of sounds like Granddad. Grandpad. Gandalf. Gandalf. Of course. Yeah, I yeah, knew that. you I knew, knew that. that. I know you. I obviously know that. Okay. Okay. Um, there's short guy with the big ear elf person who like wears all white mm-hmm. um right or i'm mixing two i think you're mixing a couple but there is an <laughs> l he's he One, doesn't wear all white okay you're, but, what happens to gandalf in the story of the oh world? my god he like falls in this like pit yes and then conjures like some crazy spell and like gets himself out but the other people don't know they think he died yeah but like, okay, Liv Tyler, right? Correct. She's not in the crew, but one of her people is in the, her father. It's like in the nine, right? No, Isn't it's very close. It's very close. So her boyfriend is one of the nine, who's a oh, human. Oh no, I knew that. I knew that. But um, her father is there at the council where the nine is formed. That then he goes on. Oh, he like but he sends go them. With them. No, oh. because he's taking all the elves to the Undying Lands. Okay. Which is the whole thing with Liv Tyler. Is she gonna live forever? Is she gonna give it up for love? Yeah. Give up mortality. Immortality. Yeah. 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 There's the American guy. They find him in a bar. Yeah. It's just American culture for yeah. you. You want to guess a he's name? He's like got. Oh God. Tour guide. I have no Pretty idea. Pretty close. Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah, Aragorn. <laughs> yeah. And his dad's like important, so he's important, but he's like hiding and he doesn't want people to know he's important. Yeah. He's like a prince or something? Yeah, or yeah. A lord he, or yeah, like he's a... like heir to a throne. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to more people in yes. the Yes, okay. In the nine? So, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can. All right. 
so there's three other hobbits yeah in the night mikey from goonies right and you don't remember and another his guy name that looks like he's from hold on let's let's oh, uh, mikey yeah what's mikey's characters it's like pippin or like well okay you've got another character <laughs> that is not the one but that is one of the other hobbits okay pippin. what's his name it's like oh oh shit yeah you do you remember it, it I know it, but I don't know you it. You don't. You don't know <laughs> I it. I can't think of it. No, it's like right in front of you, and you can't think. Exactly, about it. that's what's happening. What is it? Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Wow, Rach, you seem really stupid in that clip. All right, well, clearly some of us were really, truly blind in the dark. Uh, but why don't we go Wouldn't back? Wouldn't it be easier to be in the dark if you were blind? Because okay. you'd be, like, used but, to it. You know what? Your attitude today is is uncalled for. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, see what happens after we uh, watch all the movies. So back to you, present time, Sam and Rachel. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that was special. Yeah, well, I want to talk about that recording. Um, I want to mention a couple of things. Yeah. One, uh, I just think it should be known. I notice I'm chewing gum. We're on the New York subway and I'm very stoned. So <laughs> I obviously like didn't know what was going on, but I just want the, those are the things that really call out to me. Right? It's really funny, especially after watching the movies this week. Right. Like the fact that I didn't know Sam's <laughs> name is so funny now he's Rachel, such a major character yeah this is great but and, he's still and, always going to be mikey from goonies right i i hear you but i i feel like you earn you you've earned your chance at redemption here, oh my Rachel. god okay how many in the lord of the rings movies yeah. there's a fellowship of nine characters how many of those characters do you feel comfortable naming how many of those characters do you feel comfortable describing okay and you just listened to the clip of me telling you the names yeah yeah okay so frodo yeah sam Mary, Pippin, Gandalf. Whoa. That's half the Legolas that I never would have known except I literally was just asking you about it a few minutes ago off off mic. Gimli. That's seven. Wow. Oh, fuck. Was Ned Stark one of them? But I don't know his name. His (laughs) name's going to be like Amaron or Arathorn. Oh, so Aragorn is one of them. Aragorn, you're missing one. And then was Ned one. Stark the other Ned one? Ned Stark is the other one. Can okay. you name the character's oh, name? I, how good am I doing? You're so good. I can't believe the Ned audience is on their Stark's feet. Ned Stark's name is like, oh, Vladimir, Loramir, Saramir, something. It's Vladimir. It's something like that. Oh my like God, that. she's so close. The audience is freaking out. <laughs> We're uh, all freaking out for something you. Something Amir at the end. Mm-hmm. Um. That's as I don't know. As Maybe this get. is you know going on too long, and we're all getting a little like Boromir. Yes, okay. yes, Rachel. Oh my god! <laughs> that's gonna be that's the clip to advertise this episode. Uh, one other thing I want to mention was I feel like that conversation on the subway uh, three years ago or whenever that was mm-hmm. uh, is one of the things that inspired us to do this podcast. Absolutely, because we found out how funny it is. <laughs> To like ask each other questions about pop culture and listen to the other person's answers. So Absolutely. hopefully you all find it as entertaining as we do <laughs> listening back to ourselves. Absolutely. Now let's dive into it, shall we? Yeah, let's. We're going to get it Peter started. Peter Jackson. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. All right. 
So one of the things I remember initially about, like, if you asked me about Lord of the Rings before you and I started dating, yeah. I feel like my main memories of it were obviously not complete. Uh, I remember Peter Jackson winning all the Oscars. Like, for whatever reason, I was watching at the time. I don't normally right. watch the Oscars, yeah. but I was at that point in my life. And I remember him, like, winning, winning, winning. And me being like, what are these fucking, what's the deal with this movie? You yeah. know? I didn't think I was into that kind of stuff. And I felt the same way, before, like, a fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah. I love sci-fi Everyone knows I love time travel yeah. uh, stuff, but I wasn't like super into fantasy at the time, which was when did these movies come out? 2001, 2002, and 2003. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I graduated college in 2001, mm-hmm. uh, as we've covered in yeah. previous episodes. And I barely graduated elementary school. <laughs> right. So I think I had other things on my mind versus like a three hour movie. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that all that time listening to Fish was worth it. And what about you? What were you like? You you didn't see these when they came out. You were like 10. I did. I saw each one of them in the theaters. Oh, really? You were so young. PG-13. I was with my family. They're uh, PG-13? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they don't swear or no. show boobs. No, but they they're just, really violent. Yeah, but only against non-human things a lot of times. Except for horses, man. Especially and in that heads. last movie. Yeah, all right. All right. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, they're really anti-heads. <laughs> these movies came out around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I remember that because uh, my family, uh, when I was in elementary school, used to live in a small town in Oregon called Cottage Grove. And we would drive all the way to Portland for um, Christmas to spend with my grandmother. Mm. And so I saw all these movies in Portland on our Christmas trip at the movie theater. I thought you were going to say we had to drive all the way to Portland to watch movies because Cottage Grove was like too small of a town for movies. Don't be ridiculous. We only had to go to Eugene for that. Okay, got it. Um, 35 minutes. Thank you very much. Uh, I would come to Portland to see these movies every Christmas. I mean, not just for the movies. It was for my grandmother. (laughs) But I would... Yikes. We would always watch them and my mom would always fall asleep in the front row. And um, I remember watching the last movie in theaters and bawling for... I mean, these movies always make me cry, Rachel. Were you you crying at the first ending or the fourth ending or the seventh ending? So I cried when Frodo told Sam to turn away at the end. It like... In, at, at the turning Turn away. don't look at me yeah when he's like go back to your kind sam oh like when they're at the edge of mold right right before she lob and the spider oh my god uh oh before the spider oh like when when frodo and sam break up because of the creek because of um smeagol or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah so i cried then and then i cried at all of the endings yeah yeah I think even like when Sam's like carrying Frodo up the 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 volcano and all that Mount Doom, I just felt like I was just so emotionally connected to these to this whole story as like I found this like fantasy when I was in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, and to a kid that didn't read, this was my way into the fantasy genre. So actually, yeah, like let's talk about this because I was thinking that I'm actually surprised, like. That you love these movies so much. And I'm wondering, like, what it is about these movies. Just because I don't really... You don't watch or read or you don't... You're a lot of fantasy. That's never really been your genre. 
And so, but except for Lord of the Rings, I mean, we've watched Game of Thrones together. Yeah. And but I, like Lord of the Rings, you're just obsessed with. And I, I was curious about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't classify myself as obsessed with Lord of the Rings just because I know how far down the nerd forest Lord of the Rings goes. Right, right. Well, we I don't... like the movies. I am the jock of the Lord of the Rings fandom. <laughs> yeah, well, okay? we don't have like a shield No, in I was our about, house. I was about to say I don't own a sword, right? Yeah. I'm not a fantasy <laughs> Yeah, really. that's true. Um, but, You're not into LARPing. Right. Yeah. Well, kind of. I do like some Dungeons and Dragons a little bit, you well, know. Sort of. Yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of my job, so I think I just despise it for that. But yeah. in terms of fantasy, I think that that's actually a testament to how much this movie is in, is indicative of its time and how much it is just a cultural hit. Because similar to Game of Thrones, no one was a fantasy person before that either. But right. it was. It was the story that was being told. Now, I will say that Game of Thrones is a little bit more accessible, especially because Game of Thrones gets you in with that, like, is there magic in this world? And then it, like, slowly feeds it in bit by bit, where is Lord of the Rings was the first, if you're talking about the books of Lord of the Rings, like, the first, like, immersive world. The first time a fantasy or, or a fictional world was, like, considered, languages were created for the fictional characters to speak to each other. The, the the scope of world building had never been done in any work of fiction on that level until Lord of the Rings. I just had a flashback, by the way, to doing another podcast. I was on, um, it was an episode of You're the Expert, which is our friend Chris Duffy's uh, podcast. And I remember doing a live taping of that podcast. And the other guests were Anna Dresden mm-hmm. and Christian Finnegan. Yeah. And uh, this was when we lived in New York. And the ta- I was on a couple episodes of You're mm-hmm. the Expert. Uh, but one of them was about lost languages mm-hmm. <laughs> and, or extinct languages. And um, I just remembered that Anna said that she spoke fluent Elvish. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know at the time. I just kind of like <laughs> tried to fit in because I was with these two fucking amazing epic comedians plus Duffy who's amazing and then I'm just trying to fit in I didn't even know what Elvish was uh referring to I didn't right. even I had no idea until now I'm thinking back on it I'm like oh yeah I guess Anna was a big L-O-T-R head right shout outs to Anna <laughs> well and it's like there wouldn't be like Klingon if there wasn't this like Elvish before it you know what I mean and like the the rich world building and so like and Game of Thrones is just Wait. a more modern take on these kind of things when did the books come out? Is that what you mean? Because Klingon yeah. was way before the right, movies. Right, I'm talking about the books. When did the books come out? The books came out. I don't know. Oh, good boy. Uh, the Hobbit was written in 1937. Whoa. Yeah. I did not realize how old this was. Yes, yes. Yeah, this, I mean. And that's what Lord of the Rings is based on? Well, uh, Lord of the Rings are the books following The Hobbit. Mm-hmm, so The mm-hmm. Hobbit was his first book about Bilbo. It was a hit. Then he kind of came up with the spinoff. Lord of Got the it. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, how rich the world is, and how I think that Game of Thrones uh, is just such a great updated version of this thing, and you know, it makes Lord of the Rings look a little bit like kids' gloves when you're like, "Hey, how come there's no like incest and murder in this old world?" You oh, know? I see what you're saying. I was like, "What do you mean?" I look, but yeah, I mean. I liked that. I love Game of Thrones, but I liked that about Lord of the Rings. I liked that there was no rape and no, honestly, it wasn't as bloody and and like there's stuff in Game of Thrones that make it hard to watch. Yeah, 
I always felt like that that they did a good job of building the brutality into the world. The Game of Thrones world is just brutal, right? You either win or you die. <sighs> yeah. Um, and it's interesting listening back to that first clip of you because that's when we were rewatching it while Game of Thrones was on the air. And to me, I remember that rewatch mm. apart from the iPad and stuff or whatever. It just felt like I felt a little disappointed going back and watching Lord of the Rings and feeling like, oh, maybe it's not this bright, shining, perfect movie series that I thought it was. <laughs> That's because we watched it on an airplane on an iPad. Uh, well, and <laughs> I, but I was thinking it had a lot to do with Game of Thrones at the time. Mm. But now that Game of Thrones is over and Game of Thrones left everybody with a sour taste in their mouth, Lord of the Rings almost seems all the sweeter. This rewatch, I was just like loving the Because there's nothing like the Shire. In, the in Shire Lord, is adorable, yeah. The Shire, you feel like you live in the Shire. I don't know yeah, how the movie I do does feel it. feel like the... So, I mean, one of the things we were going to talk about today is, like, the cultural influence that yes. Game of Thrones has had. And so I, I feel <laughs> Lord like... Lord of the Rings. Oh, sorry. Wait, what did I say? Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. Yeah. Um, and, like, I will say that if we're comparing Game of Thrones thrones all of the you know they both have all of these like houses and banners and like yeah. different like worlds that they all live in but in game of thrones the worlds all seem kind of similar to each other it's just like some people are like hardened and then some people are just like even more hardened <laughs> and then like in uh lord of the rings it's like well the elves live forever and they're magical and then it's like the the shire are just like happy people and we're just happy all the time you know what and I then mean? there's a mountain of evil and it's the- just like <laughs> like they all they feel a little bit more different yeah. and it makes it more interesting when they all come together yeah you know um but there were so many moments where i was like oh game of thrones game of thrones like watching yeah. lord of the rings yeah i was like um, oh, this is straight out of... I mean, I know that Game of Thrones was second. Yeah. I know. The houses, the kings, the banners, the dragons, even an army of the dead. Like, yeah. I... You know, the fact yeah. that that army of the dead thing happens, spoiler alert, in the third Lord of the Rings yeah. movie in our uh, 22, um, I was like, oh my God, Game of Thrones has an army of the dead. Yeah. Like, I thought, you know... And then I had this moment of like, you know, at the end when Pippin is at war and he's like little and he like shouldn't be there. Yeah. I was like, that's like Peter Dinklage, like at yeah. in the war, like at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it feels a little bit like the Simpsons did it in terms of fantasy. When you look at Lord of the Rings, you're like, oh, wait, is there nothing that wasn't covered here? You know? Wait, say that again. There's a famous episode of South Park called The Simpsons already did it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like there are new, no new ideas because there's already a Simpsons episode about it. Uh, and it feels, uh, in a fantasy way, that feels like Lord of the Rings, where it's like it all kind of ends up tracing back to something in Lord of the Rings. Okay, I also wanted to talk about how much Harry Potter right. steals from yeah. Lord of the Rings, right? Um, I mean, everything, right? The First, main villain is, yeah. Right, like a... F- faceless being or right, whatever. Right, Someone I who's did, like only talked about like the hyped villain that's like not I even present. Whose evil is being done like through other people. But it's still confusing because I even said to you last night when we were watching the final movie I was like, what is? I still don't know. Saruman? Not Sauron. Sauron. Sauron? Not Saruman? Sauron. Fuck that. Why did they make those so similar? 
Yeah. If we didn't have the subtitles on, like, I would have no idea what was what. So this is, and this does, I said it in that, in the dark clip, it does detract from my enjoyment of the movie, the fact that they are Sauron and Saruman. Now, there are some of them here, like Smeagol and Deagle, or... <laughs> but those, you know, those are supposed to be like that, right, right, exactly. They're, like, from the same like family. Humpty and Dumpty. <laughs> right, right. Or, like, whatever, like, it... it, it it makes sense to me, or it's like Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Yeah, like yeah. those ones don't bother me, even though it's like really like it's annoying. It's annoying, but it makes sense in the world that it would be something close. But when you have two unrelated villains who With are the on same the same name. team, whose names are Sauron and Sauruman, it's so insane. Come on! But I literally said to Sam last night, I said, "What is Sauron?" Is it a person? Is it a thing? Is it a being? Because I will say, in Harry Potter, Voldemort was a person, mm-hmm. right? Tom Riddle. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you know, died and kind of like came back or whatever. But I, I still feel like it's like easier to identify what it is versus what is Saruman besi- or whatever the fuck it is. Besides just like a big eye in the sky that controls things. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Who knows? And that... You can get back to us. Just email us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big like, a book person or whatever. Um, so I don't know all the answers to these things. I don't things. know the whole reading thing with I'm the books. Ne- I've never learned words good. <laughs> um, so, Rachel, looking back on it now, it sounds like you have a lot more appreciation or a lot, a lot of good things to say about Lord of the Rings. Were there yeah. any things that kind of like were a chore to get through what parts of the story were hard i mean a lot of the story is hard it's a very like thick like you said they have their own languages yeah and we were watching with the captions turned on and a lot of times they'll say stuff and then in the captions it'll say like speaking elvish Mm -hmm. and like are would those be there yeah well there's some of the movie is they speak in elvish and you can read it yeah, but sometimes they just speak in it and they don't say anything. Right, but we wouldn't have gotten the subtitle of what they meant. Right, no, I know that, but would it say on the screen they are speaking Elvish? Or no. are we just supposed to be like, what did he say? Yeah. What was that? No, totally. I guess it was a different language, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's so much stuff that was like, I don't know, there's so much stuff where it's like, we have to go into this mountain. And then I'm like, wait, why are they going into the mountain? I don't know. Yeah. It, it is a complicated story and I understood it. But again, this this was not like the first time I had seen it. No. This was the second time I had seen it with you. Yeah. And then I know I saw, you know, bits and pieces. And I, I definitely had seen the first movie, if not both of the first two movies uh, back, you know, in mm-hmm. my 20s. Yeah. So it, it is confusing. I mean, there were a lot of things, but now I understand it. So yeah. it's hard for me to remember why I was so confused before. I mean, even just like why, like in the third movie, like the guy that's running Gondor, mm-hmm. who's the steward um, of Gondor. Yeah. Like, yeah. why is he burning his son alive when everyone's like, dude, he's alive. And he's I like, actually keeps noticed doing this. it. And I'm like, why? I actually noticed this about. Uh, when you were watching it this time, you had way less questions about like, where are they going? I think the <laughs> captions helped. There was way less questions about like, where are they? Where are they going? It was, <laughs> it was a lot of emotional questions. You're like, why would they do that? And I was like, I just think that Frodo feels like the ring was such a burden that, you know, and you're yeah. like, I don't know. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, why is this crazy king crazy? I'm like, I think that he's just like upset that his son died and his reign's coming to an end. Yeah, like, I there's to, just like, so much. Yeah, there are definitely questions, but yeah. it's hard to yeah recall. And it's also like a testament of like, 
I'm sure that what we're seeing is just like such at the tip of the iceberg of the story of the books. Like how it's, it's always true about movies and we watch 12 hours of these movies and it still feels like that. It's like, I can't even imagine how deep, like, I'm sure you like really have multiple, you know, long chapters with that, with the, with the, you know, crazy King. And, and to be that. fair, I feel that way about a lot of fantasy, which is probably why, I have trouble getting into it. You know, like when you read Game of Thrones, which I have not, you need the map of the houses Mm -hmm. of like, because I remember watching that for the first time and being like, if I didn't have subtitles or that's not what it's called, captions, I would be so lost Mm -hmm. just because the names themselves are confusing. Is Aragorn a person or a thing or a a place? You know, I don't know. Um, But yeah, there was um, now... Oh, just in regards to Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny that there's a character named Wormtongue who's wor- there's a worm tail in Harry Potter mm-hmm. and he's like a spy for the bad guy. And then Wormtongue was the exact same thing. And I'm just like, what? what's her face that wrote Harry Potter? I didn't even like, J.K. Rowling. try to hide that one. Yeah. Um, so you think J.K. Rowling took something from J.R.R. Tolkien? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's these initials. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Saruman. Oh, I wrote Sauron's obviously Voldemort. Saruman is, I wrote, this is in my notes. Saruman is like Malfoy's dad. Yeah. Slash followers. Um, That's just the blonde hair. That's going to happen. Well, yeah. And the Any fact that he's wizard. just like so like, you know, controlled by him and stuff. Yeah. And then there were black riders and those are like clearly the Dementors. Yeah. Like there was, they're just exactly the same. Yeah. Especially like if we're talking about influence on things like especially the movie of lord of the rings like completely influenced the movies of harry potter yeah Yeah. now i know you don't agree with me on this but it comes up every time we watch lord of the rings i think that the theme song sounds exactly like the back to the future theme song and it drives me insane that you don't hear it uh because it's like that's the back to the future one and then Lord of the Rings one is or whatever. Like it just adds two more lines and it's like, it's so different. And I'm like, okay, uh, it's the same. Yeah, it feels pretty different. Other people, I know you feel that way. Other people can weigh in on whether the Please. Back to the Future theme and the Lord I of the Rings like heroic theme. Not the Shire theme, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Rachel did a good job singing it. You guys know what we're Yeah, I wish we could play them, but then we'll like, get sued. Yeah. Um, and then there was one scene, I think it's in the first or second movie, where Legolas like rides in on a shield. And I'm like, oh, it's like Michael J. Fox on his skateboard. Yeah, and like the skate- song plays. And I'm like, okay, I know for a fact that Back to the Future came out first. So all I'm saying is Back to the Future has a cultural influence on Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. So I you mean, heard it co- here. How could it not? You heard it here. Maybe that was one of Marty and Doc's adventures is going all the way back to Middle Earth. <laughs> um, can we talk about some of the, like, the ridiculous stuff in this movie? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's okay. start razzing. Okay. Shadow Fax is the name of this horse. <laughs> I love he, Shadow Fax. Don't you dare talk bad about Shadow Fax right now. <laughs> and Gandalf says, Shadow Fax is... The Lord of All Horses, <laughs> which I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? And that's all we hear of Shadowfax. Like for the rest of the that's movies. Like, you know, yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. There's so many lines in this movie that are straight nonsense. I love that like, what's his name? Legolas? Yeah. Orlando Bloom. His whole thing is like, he walks in, <laughs> he smells the sky, 
And he says, like, there was blood spilled here. <laughs> Tomorrow will be autumn. Or whatever. <laughs> it's always just like, what? He, he literally will be like, blood has spilled tonight. In the dawn, it will be it. <laughs> it will be breakfast time. I don't know. He always has these little things, and he never speaks otherwise. Those are because that's the thing. It's right. not like a dialogue-heavy movie. No, and like, it's not. Orlando Bloom's only lines are like that. I just yeah. would love to see clips of like a clip. Yeah, nothing happens to him emotionally. He only feels the atmosphere. The <laughs> yeah. And then there's in the third movie, he goes. That mountain is evil, or something, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's all you got? Like, where's your poetic, whatever?" It was um, right though. I thought that was so funny. Why does Sam call Frodo Mister Frodo? Aren't they the same age? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a class thing. Uh, Sam is not. This is one of the things I love about this story. Frodo Baggins, you know, unexpected hero, gets all the things put on him. He he does good under pressure. Consider. Uh, and you think about Samwise Gamgee as one of like the classic like best friend tag along, you know, people. And but Samwise Gamgee was Frodo's gardener. Oh, really? Not his best friend. I mean, yes, they knew each other for obviously from the Shire. They, they live in the Shire together. But how old are these characters supposed to be? Also, but yeah, I thought with against the, against the life expectancy of a Hobbit, I'm not sure, Rachel. Because it's like they seem and look like they're like. 20 or like 16 elijah wood was 18 at the yeah time of i was actually yeah. gonna say like 16 yeah. now that i think about it i mean it's hard like i used to see mikey from goonies as just like you know like a 14 year old boy mikey from goonies but as you know recently he was in stranger things yeah. as like a man yeah, a, <laughs> dad. a dad but anyway he is just like so great Oh, he's so Oh my gosh, great. he's so good in this movie. Honestly. He really is. He brings, brings me to tears every, t- did every he single like, time. Oh, he's so good. I don't um, know if he did. Um, I, I know mean, that this movie was showered with awards, especially for the special effects, which let's give this shout out right now to the Lord of the Rings special effects. It's been 20 years since this movie came out, and it looks okay. Yeah. It looks pretty I good. I love that there's a spider named Sheila. Shelob. No, it's <laughs> Sheila. I think that's fun. And, that, and yeah, I, I like... And that's something we're going to talk about, I think, in commonality with Neverending Story. It's just like the earnestness of some of the um, special, special effects. effects. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're right. You're right. Because we could watch Neverending Story and that movie came out, obviously, way before Lord of the Rings. And it still looks good. And it's because of the puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings did a lot with CGI and forced perspective that was fairly innovative at the time. And as a result, has held up well. I Somebody else showing me a movie from 2001 with CGI and tell me if it looks good because I bet it doesn't. Okay. I just thought, I mean, I have a ton of stuff written down here about ridiculousness of Lord of the Rings, but it's 20 hours. We can't get through it all. (laughs) But I do think I'm sure that the, the fans out there will think it's funny to know that like most people, like when you say, when I say Andy Serkis, what do you think of? Lord of the Rings. And? Yeah. CGI. Yeah. You think of him. He's like this famous, like, you know, CGI actor or whatever. He's the only famous CGI actor, Juliana Wheeler. Yeah. And so Jules and Sam, our friend Jules and Sam would always like talk about this. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I kind of know who you guys are talking about, but I I couldn't like pick him out of a lineup. So we're watching Lord of the Rings last night and I'm like, who is that guy? Like, how do I know him? And and Sam's like, you know him because he's Gollum. And I'm like, no, that's not it. (laughs) Got it. He's the boss in 13 going on 30, (laughs) Uh, which is 
as everyone knows, the greatest movie of all time. So I just want to say, Andy Serkis, in my heart, you will always be the boss from 13 going Again, on Again, showing your bias for time travel. I love time travel. I love well, it so much. let's time travel back to what year? 1984. 1984. Rachel, did you see this movie in theaters? The never-ending story. By oh the my way, God. mine should have been called The Never-Ending Story. That is <laughs> Yours true. should have been called An Evening with an Apple in an <laughs> Attic of a School. <laughs> it's so funny that when we did it in the dark, what you remembered of it was all of the least exciting things that happened in the movie. But, like, strangely, I remember a lot of those things, too. But, like... It's crazy. I remembered everything in the real world. Yeah, you don't remember any of the, like... But the fantasy world Fantasy stuff. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did I see this in the theaters? I doubt it, because I was five. Okay. Yeah. I think I was probably too young. But I... Yeah, I actually... If we're talking about, like, when did you first see this movie or whatever, um, I have no idea. I just remember seeing it a bunch as a kid. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of around. I think, I think we, you know, rented it on VHS, um, which was, I don't know. Do you know what VHS is? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like a square DVD. Yeah, it's yeah. a square DVD. Um, and you have to rewind it manually. The crank? <laughs> the crank. <laughs> uh, so anyway, first thing, yeah, what's, you know, let's go to you, Sammy. Uh you know, first, well, first of all, I guess the way we boot camped it was just we watched it last night. We don't have any other prior stuff with that, right? No. No. No, I had seen, I thought I'd seen this movie. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it in its entirety at some point, but honestly, n- not in recent memory. I did not have a good sequence of events. And even after watching it, still kind of fuzzy. Um, it's here's how I want <laughs> It's it, like, you're like, I can understand this 12 hour, like billion 100%. movie thing that is so complex with character names that, that make no sense. And this movie that's literally just a journey and it's very quick. And you're like, I don't know, a boy eats an apple. I know it, the whole <laughs> the thing. Uh, and it's actually so unfair that we watch Lord of the Rings next to anything that's not yeah, I mean, equally obviously, long yeah. because it just feels like. Oh yeah, well this is like a Ritz cracker of a journey. <laughs> like it's so easy. To be it's fair, so like... and we even talked about giving Lord of the Rings its own episode. Yeah. Because it's unfair to put anything up beside it or against it. Right. But, uh, I, and, yeah. Anyway, but I, I want to say I'm I'm honestly thinking about Never Ending Story. Right in between where Karate Kid meets Lord of the Rings. Because I think it's like, it is still an 80s movie in so many ways. Mm-hmm. All right. We start out with our unsympathetic dad character, okay? Oh, my Who God. Who is so harsh in a way only a movie dad from the 80s can be. Who's like, now, son, your mom is dead, but it is time to go to school. It felt like, so first of all, <laughs> um, I remembered this movie okay. I obviously... Did not recall that scene at all. And when we were watching it, I was like, is this new? What's happening? And now that I'm thinking back on it, do you think that was literally just there to be like, here's the whole setup, right? Yeah. It was I mean, like, it's your mom same- died. You like fantasy. And I and you want to escape. And I say no. And literally the dad <laughs> goes, and I got to go to work. It's like, who drives the kid to school? <laughs> like, it's so stupid. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Typical so 80s mean. dad here. And then obviously... What does every 80s movie have? What's the problem in every 80s main character's life, Rachel? An awesome theme song. No. What's their problem, I said. Uh, 
um, bullies. Bullies, 100%. <laughs> it's always, always bullies, all right? So, um, and it's so crazy to me in the 1980s in a time where you could work at a blockbuster video to put yourself through college. Why is everybody so angry that they are bullying each other? I don't know. Yeah, there's like these three kids and they're like legit bullies. Like they throw him in a dumpster. They're New York bullies. And I even said to you, I'm like, that one blonde one, he grows up to be Johnny from Karate Kid. (laughs) And the other one grows up to be a senator. (laughs) Yeah. And the other one's Chunk. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, that dad was so mean. I had totally blocked out, obviously. Like you remember the apple. I remember <laughs> yeah, the fantasy I stuff. And I and I, and I'm, we'll talk in a second about what else. But I definitely did not remember that like this boy's mom had died. Like I think that was just like a little too sad for me as a kid, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no wonder this kid wants to escape. His life is terrible. Like they, they couldn't hammer it out hard enough. Well, set up. they well, it's not like they it's just two things. It's just a very unsympathetic dad saying your mom's dead and then bullies. <laughs> and then it's like, OK, great. Like, let's get out of this world. Let's get into the storybook world. Let's get there. And we find a very charming bookstore guy well, who does the classic uh, rabbit season, duck season to the kid. And he takes the bait and mm. takes the book. Um I loved that. I actually thought this was one of the more charming parts of the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like the bookstore owner and, and tricking the kid into mm-hmm. choosing that book. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fantasy world of what does it have a name? Fantasia. Fantasia. That's right. 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 <laughs> like Mickey Mouse <laughs> conducting an orchestra. We're in Fantasia. And this is what I want to say is everything felt so fast plot wise compared to Lord of the Rings. Shocking. Everything was like, we were already there at the council. It's like, I didn't, I thought we'd have an hour and a half before we got to the council. I know we were both like, and and I don't even think this has anything to do with Lord of the Rings, but we were both like, this is just so quick. Yeah. But I I think it also is just, we're comparing a children's movie (laughs) to an epic, like dark series. And this movie is, I, a really a kid's movie and I don't think I even remembered that uh, well obviously until watching it as an adult it's weird you say it's a kid's movie in the first 30 minutes I got dead mom bullies dead horse that's what kid movies in the 80s were all about did you not watch Karate Kid because you know by the way Karate Kid starts in basically the same way <laughs> No, I get it. I get it. No dead horse, though. No, no dead horse. <laughs> um, but a dead car. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Transportation, yeah. either way. Yeah. I want to talk about this council room. Okay. Council room? There's like a time where there's like, <laughs> somebody must save the Empress. And there's just a collection of people, either with multiple heads or multiple faces or both. That's just, that's the variety of people we have. I love Granted, that. some of them were people of color. So, Lord of the Rings, you're on watch. Yeah. Um, uh, though I will say Still no women in this movie I was going to say I, I have a note here the only girl in this movie is a bald child made of white light so I don't know if that's <laughs> diversity so this this council room is just so uh, this like assembly of people because it's not a council room because my question to you Rachel no, was what did I ask when we were watching you were like what is this area like they're just on the steps I said where are the chairs <laughs> like if well, this is a place we're supposed to assemble it's not I feel like you're thinking of it as like as like a conference room or something. It's to me, it's like it's the it, it'd be like the palace the steps. Yeah. Like the president, like coming out of the White House or okay. whatever to like talk to the people. And, and who are those the, people? The people of this of the 
town. Okay. So those are just like townspeople? Yes. You didn't feel like they were some like group of people that were there to solve the most pressing crisis of their world? Oh, no. I I thought it was literally like gather all the people in the town to discuss the nothing and the problems. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that wasn't clear. Again, this movie could have used some more it's, time and explanation. Yeah, like no, 12 hours. Sure. No, I, it's funny I, though. I honestly don't want this movie to be longer. It's a great bite-sized so thing. Cute. It's just fun to play this game. I loved I loved the magical creatures. Like, you were like, it was just faces and faces. Yeah. I, I loved those people. There were big people, small people, two faces, four faces. <laughs> I loved it. I It felt very Alice in Wonderland to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie is very Alice in Wonderland, like, adjacent. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I, yeah. The This artistic world <laughs> is a little, like, more like Salvador Dali than it yeah. is like anything else like I that, love that. that that the steps or the council room depending on your interpretation just feels like out of time and space completely like it doesn't feel like a land you get to it's like just like this floating ethereal castle castle yeah, yeah. so let's go on the adventure right your horse is dead so he gets <laughs> called to this council okay wait he being atreyu atreyu wait actually hold on we, we we freaking grilled my ass for three years about the character names in your goddamn movies. Yeah. Can you name all of the important characters in this movie? Yes. Go. Atreyu. And? Period. No. Who else do you want me to name? What was Atreyu's horse's name? Arrex. Close. Eric's. Close. Ajax. Artex. Artex. Yes. What's the name of the boy reading the story? Bastion. Yes, the apple-eating boy. Um, what is the name of um, the big, like, dog, white dog creature <laughs> that he flies on? Oh, oh, Falcor. There you go. All right, good job. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, knew, that's the pod. I knew all those before. Uh, maybe not Bastion, actually. Yeah. I, I thought know. the kid's name was Atreyu. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he um, called him like Nathan or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wish it was Nathan. The council says these things about his adventure. Oh, he yeah. can't have any weapons. <laughs> oh, insane. <laughs> okay. Now, say what you will about Frodo's quest. <laughs> this was crazy. Well, but so- this was just like artificial, like, uh, can let's see if he can do it on hard mode. No weapons. Again, he just has to find a cure. This guy's for no, the princess. save the world. Yeah, well, yeah. he... he because the Empress is dying and the world is being swallowed by nothing, and I guess they're related, right? So he has to figure out a way to yeah, and save you, the you have Empress. to. By the way, you have to understand that because it's not that complicated. It's way less complicated than when like Liv Tyler was dying because Saruman was in power or something. That made zero sense. That's ex- the exact same. Logic. It made no sense. It is the exact. This movie same makes sense. Logic. It, it baffles me that you just made that made point. Made no sense. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I love this. So he's basically like Liv Tyler is this character. They are no, the same no. character. So the king is like, okay, there's only one guy that can save us, and I love, by the way, when yeah, they he reveal, just, he, he, he just knows who that person is. By the way, yeah, they're like, he's been sent to us. It's kind of like the Neo. It's the yeah. one. It's you know, it's the it's the yeah. it's the Frodo. It's the person. Well, yeah. Usually there's a prophecy. Usually it's not like a address you know it felt like this he guy was like something... betray you from this land yeah you like know? we've been told that there's a great warrior right 
And then it's a kid. And then they all go, no, 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 it's not you. We're yeah. waiting for a warrior. And he's like, that's me. Yeah. And I thought that was like so cute. Yeah, I did like that too. And I like that Trey was a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I like that too. Um, and I think as a kid, it was confusing to me. I'm like, is that the same actor that plays Bastion? And it took me a yeah, while they look to a little realize. Bit too alike. Yeah. But I think they're supposed to look alike. Right, right, yeah. right. But so, yeah, going back, you were saying that. the Okay, so the, the, here's the rules. Yeah, they make no sense. Drop your weapons. Again, you just have to find a cure for the end of the world. I don't know why you have to do that weaponless. Weapons. Neither. All right. And then you must go alone. alone. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but no. okay. Contrived rules here. All right. You must go alone. Okay. But luckily, our sweet Atreyu has one friend in the world that can come along. And that's Artex. his beautiful steed, Artex. And the first adventure they go on is Artex slowly drowning in a swamp. And the amount of time this thing was drowning, the way it was kicking, the way the Atreyu was screaming at Artex, I was like, this is this is like violence to my eyes. It was so upsetting. And and the thing is, you remembered it, right? I did. All those it, years later. I actually that think was... I remembered the cultural impact from it more than I actually remembered seeing it. What do you mean? I, I just knew that the thing about never ending story is people are like, yeah, well, don't like that. Or don't watch that movie if you like horses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of knew there's something messed up happens to a horse, but I did not remember the scene specifically. I agree, though. I rem- that is one of the scenes that stuck with me for years. Like, thinking back on this movie, I would never forget Artex drowning. It was like so sad. So sad. And needlessly sad. Like, the point is that they're in the swamp of sadness. Yeah. And so the thing is that the horse doesn't feel like it needs to live anymore. It was so Right? Sad. That's what's happening, right? The horse feels like it doesn't need to live anymore. And as it fills with despair, it drowns. Watching both of these... Yikes. Both of these topics today, like, I, as always, am comparing them to other movies. And yeah. there was a lot of stuff in here that, like brought me back to the world of like the princess bride yeah and that felt a little bit like you know the um what was it the 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 cliffs of despair right the cliffs of insanity the cliffs of insanity but then there was another one that was like the something of despair and then there's despair the pit of despair and then there's the fire swamp yeah so like all of those kind of mixed together you know yeah yeah um princess bride i actually this is a great comparison a neutral comparison here because i feel like princess bride does so good about its journey is label everything and everything feels different. Well, that's a perfect movie. It is a perfect so, movie. So, you know, we perfect. can't compare. No. Um, but All anyway, right. yeah. The horse dies immediately. It's so freaking sad. I think it's a bad part of the movie. <laughs> I think it it didn't age well. I think it was rough for its time. And now it would... See? Put it in this in an adult movie would be crazy. People would not stand for a horse slowly drowning. Like yeah. This. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to argue it. I don't... Yeah, I don't... It, it shouldn't be, Rachel. We see people being, like, slowly killed by other people on TV all the time. And we're like, eh. Hey. That's mean, the thing. But when it happens to an animal, it does, it, it crosses a certain line in certain people. And it, and it I mean, I feel like crazy. I have to stand up for my movie where, I mean, Lord of the Rings, they just kill all those elephants and horses. Oh, my God. There is so much horse violence in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There is. They, I mean, thousands of horses die. The elephants come in and they just stomp on the horses multiple times. It's they're so. Shot. Sad. Two things. One, pretty clearly a CGI horse at the time. 
Uh, and obviously, we know that nothing bad happened to a horse in real life in this movie. No, they anything. killed like 10 horses <laughs> filming the, the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> it, there is a lot of horse violence in Lord of the Rings, but to me, it's the slowly drowning part that yeah. is so like disturbing. It's like more disturbing than it should be. I don't know there, what it is I about mean, it. It's there's a lot of haunting. sad stuff. I mean, for a kid's movie, like I was really afraid of the nothing. I was really afraid of the, um, the beast. The beast yeah. is like super scary, but cool puppet stuff. Yeah. No. Just like Sheila. Right. The and spider. I feel like we were able to forgive the puppet at the end, right? Because we have to like be on its side for a second or like hear it mm-hmm. out. And it's like, it, it's so much easier to do that when it's a puppet rather than some lifeless CGI animation. Um, one of the things I love about the world of the never-ending story is that it is a collection of fictions. One of the things that's, that he says to that uh, that great bookshop owner, he says, I've yeah. this guy's like, you don't want to read books like this, right? He goes, I've read Lord of the Rings. I've read this. I've read Does Robin he say Dick Lord of the Rings? He Rings? says Lord of the Rings <gasps> in that. No way. And so, like, and so then when I was watching, I was like, oh, everything here is supposed to be like borrowed familiar but just a little off and so everything in its own brand i loved that i thought that was such a great uh excuse for the world i wish it would have honestly gone further and maybe in the sequels they do yeah something tells me they they don't deliver i've never i've never seen the sequels i just thought that was so great that it's almost like this like shared imagination world where like anything that's ever been dreamt of is there. I love Yeah, And I think it's really cool because there's a lot of movies. Um, and this is another like call to princess bride. A lot of movies about books where the movie is about the book and it starts with someone reading the book. Right. right? Um, but what I think is really cool. And there was part of me watching this where I was like, is there no other way to frame <laughs> Movies about books, like, do we always have to be, like, reading the book or whatever? But what I thought was really cool about this movie is that when the characters in the book can hear the voice of the little boy reading the book, I think that's so cool. Yeah, the way the the two worlds interact. Um, I'm left a little confused about what the point of everything was at the end, but I do like how, um, how it intertwined. I don't like how it intertwines. I like that it intertwines, I will say. Okay. Obviously, the turtle is the best character in the movie. We can say the this. The turtle is the best. The turtle is the Ents. Yes. I mean, we got to talk about crossover, but I, mean, I love it, I love Falcor so much. There, There's a lot of like fun children's movie stuff in here mm-hmm. that I love. I love the way Falcor talks. I remember loving Falcor as a kid, mm-hmm. but I love the way that he talks like he's like, oh, he's like yeah. jolly. He's Santa Claus. He's so cute. Um, there's like those silly like Willy Wonka like characters in the beginning. Like there's like, there's like, just like a guy in a top hat and like a oh, rat like yeah. guy and like I. Just, oh yeah, we just track them on their journey avoiding the nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I mean, it's very you know, it's like any hero's journey. Well, Wizard of Oz. Alice Literally, those are the only characters we see that are like affected by the world that aren't like interacting with our main characters, and we're doing that because it's a lean journey, right? We got to get in, we yeah, got to go through it. Got, we... So they are only like track for like how is the rest of the world dealing, you know? Well, Whereas the... in Lord of the Rings, you see like cities go into turmoil over what's going well, on, yeah. you know, because it's a longer, beefier thing, and it's not a children's movie. That's true too. Um, I love 
I like the simplicity of the quest and how ridiculous it is. It's just like a kid's movie doesn't have to be that complex. You know, it's just like this kid has been chosen to save the world, you know? And it's like, wow. I mean, to be honest, that's Harry Potter's quest. That's Frodo's quest. It's all the same shit, you know? Yeah. I, no. Well, I mean, but we're we're in a podcast talking about the differences between this shit. And I think <laughs> I there is a I huge difference really between Harry Potter and Frodo Baggins. <laughs> it is all the same trope. It is the hero's journey. Um, I also love, sorry, one more thing about the like fun children's movie stuff is the um the like witch and the wizard that like take him in and um, oh, yeah <laughs> it's very much like the billy crystal yeah. um part from princess Barbara. i love them and they're like and she's like oh, my God, I, don't I don't know they're just like yelling at each other yeah. um but yeah it all happens so fast um and then there's like the southern oracle um i just remember watching that as a kid and thinking like this is so scary when he had to enter those huge gates mm-hmm. uh which could be like the gate to what was it there's mordor mordor or something yeah and one, you know, I, I, I'm surprised that you, like, I think it comes together really well. And I think watching it as an adult, it really like hit me where I was like the nothing, like, I didn't know what the nothing was as a kid. I was just like, it's a scary thing, but it's like the whole point of the movie is like, make sure that you have imagination, make yes. sure that you're creative, make sure that you have fantasy right. because without it, you die. And like, right. it, and I'm like, that's beautiful. Like, yeah. I love that. You know, Fantasia has no boundaries. It's made up of the hopes and dreams and like wishes of children. Like, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I love that too. And that as a basis of world, I, like I said, I already praised. I love that part of it. I think my, my part at the end for me, I'm like, what did he need to get? He needed to get Bastion, right? Who? What's he? Atreyu. Atreyu needed to oh. cure the Empress. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why saying a name cured her. Is that your question? No, that ends up being the thing. Why is Atreyu involved? I guess he had to go on that journey to get close to the kid, but the, and then the kid was supposed to give him the name. Well, they kind of explain it at the end in a way that I never noticed. Or well, like, yeah, hit it on me. So, so at the end, the Empress is like, we need this boy to give me a new name, right? Right. And Atreyu says, well, then why was I even involved? Why did you have me go on this nightmare journey where my best friend died and all this stuff? And she goes, because we needed him to notice this through you and what she means by that is like we needed the boy to read this whole story right Right. and to like go on the journey with you so that by the end he could understand his role and how important it is right and that's why it's called the never-ending story they even talk about like why it's called the never-ending story because it's like one it's one person's story inside one person's story inside one person's story you know right right it's yeah. the russian uh, dolls of- yeah russian nesting doll i wrote that down uh, really <laughs> yeah that it's no, a russian I- nesting doll thing yeah i love that um i will say though at the end all she needs is a new name and i'm gonna be honest people if we're doling out new names let's start with bastion all right. It's a terrible name. I love it. It's Sebastian, but shortened. Right. Um, all right, let's we're we're going over time here, so let's quickly chat about 
the connection between these two things. Now, yeah. obviously, we sometimes choose these topics somewhat randomly, like when we did Arrested Development, the show means Arrested Development, the band. But like for this, let's, you know, let's have a little fun and see what kind of crossover we could find. As always, it's easier than you think. Oh, yeah. And I I, I always thought when I remember when I saw the Ents in um, Lord of the Rings, I was like, oh, my God, that's like the big turtle character mm-hmm. from uh, Never Ending Story, yeah. you know? Um, and they have the same point of view. They're the same character. It's yeah like, uh, they're like no, neutral who, why should i be on anyone's side if no one's on my side yeah. right like and it's yeah it's crazy um shadow facts is falcor the lord of all horses <laughs> i think that's being pretty generous to the role shadow facts plays in the story i did notice that both uh boys in the movies have books with emblems on the front okay. so there's that right yeah. at the end frodo like writes his book yeah. and there's an emblem so there you go writes, yeah. but yeah and then of course just like the awesome earnest special effects mm-hmm. and, and all of that yeah now here's one thing that I uh, I'm interested in the nostalgia factor Rachel the music in these two movies now they're both famous for their music Lord of the Rings to me has the best cinematic music in history. Shocker, you think that? Is that why you get so upset when I say that they ripped it straight from Back to the Future? I don't, I don't, I, first, I Fucking just. Fucking ripped I it. I don't think they ripped straight it. Straight from. Us know, let us know. Um, but I know that the never ending story has a very famous song. Just the, I mean, it wouldn't be famous without the movie, though. It's not No, like, it's a song about the movie. The never ending story. And I got to be honest, that song just has all those 80s qualities that makes it slip through my brain of like, I don't like it and it's, it's not memorable to me. Yeah, but, I don't think it's a good song. I think okay. it was literally just like it was the theme song to the kids movie. And I know it's that, not like Frozen. Yeah, I was just unsure. This is uh, this is for real. I'm trying to connect throughout the generation here because I don't know if that's a song that people like love from your generation. Cause no. I know that it was referenced in the most recent season of stranger things, which I assume that's what your childhood was. And I just <laughs> yeah. don't know if that was like a popular song at the time, a, a, a fun song to listen to now. That's or... interesting. No, it's not like, I, I no. I think that it only has significance because it was the theme song. Uh, I guess, but amongst your peers, it gives no emotional spark of joy. You guys don't like, if it came on in a bar, you wouldn't start yelling it. <laughs> I don't know. Would that song? I, it's come like on Journey. I don't understand it. I don't no, understand it is why everybody so likes different. what they're doing. But yeah, all right, all right, we well, did it. Hats off to you, Rachel. Thank you for bearing with that, that was long. A deuce. Yeah, well, that was a deuce. I appreciate it. a very important movie for me, and movie. I appreciate, yeah, movie. Just one movie. Mm. <gasps> Wait, which one's your favorite? Oh, really? You're going to do that? Oh, is this, an emo- is this like choosing between your children? It really is difficult. <laughs> I think that they're all equally good. And they filmed them all at the same time. I think they did a good job of making sure that one of them didn't stick out as like the bad one. Because I feel like Star Wars like vary in quality. Oh, but Lord of the Rings is consistent. So I think I'll have to go with the fellowship of the ring. That's the first favorite. one. Yeah. yeah we get the, the Shire most, vibes so and, yeah. and there's still some good stuff with like, you know, when there's what not happens enough shadow facts, but yeah, there isn't enough shadow facts. And no, I think a lot no of the, women, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Let's consult 
the hat of time. All right, the hat of time. Now. As we reach back through the years inside of this haberdashery, <laughs> we decide what was cool and what wasn't cool from the <laughs> years of 1996 to 2009. What was cool and what wasn't cool? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's not the usual hat of time intro. No, I think usually we say Sam and Rachel pull events out of this magical hat. Uh, they each tell a story of, you know, where they were, how old they were, mm. how that event changed their lives. But I liked yours version. Uh, do you want to reach into that out of time? Here we go. Yeah, reach it, it in. Get nice in there. Get it really oh, wet. Oh, yes, I got it. And I've got... <clears throat> oh, that's a juicy one. Is oh, it? it's actually kind of hard to read this oh, one. Give me a second. It's kind of hard to read this one. Give me a second okay, here. I just yeah, got to make it out here. You know, um... Ooh, pulling it out. Ooh, there it is. All right, Rachel, I've got it. Your first pet. Your first pet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a crazy hat of time right there. I know, yeah. Sometimes it's like a first, sometimes it's like a specific event. Um, okay, first pet. Well, um, besides goldfish, uh, my first kind of real significant pet was my hamster cinnamon. Yeah. And I had my hamster in... It's a great name for a hamster. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Do you know what like... kind of hamster? No. A Teddy brown, bear? A brown one. <laughs> there was a girl named Stephanie, and she had hamsters, and they had like a million babies. And yeah. I was so excited to get one. And I mean, I always wanted a dog, but I didn't get a dog. I got a hamster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fully my responsibility. Cinnamon was in my room. I was in fourth or fifth grade, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you've heard this story, but basically, yeah. um, Cinnamon lived a good life, you know, and I, I loved Cinnamon very much. I wonder how long that hamster actually lived. I don't know if it was just like a month, two months, a year. Like, right. I have no idea. I think it was short lived. But um, we, our house got robbed. Um, I guess it was fourth grade. My house got robbed uh, straight up, like house robbery. Uh, and, um, the next day my hamster died. Oh wait, no, that's not true. The day before my hamster died and then we got robbed. So my dad said that cinnamon had been a watch hamster. Mm. Yeah. And if cinnamon had been alive, you know, not on cinnamon's watch. Right. Right. That's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I was, that was thinking cinnamon. that cinnamon faked his death to get all the good valuables you'd seen in your house. It was a really hard week for me. I mean, my I my can't hamster even imagine, died, for and real. then also the robbery was pretty traumatic. Yeah, I imagine. So. Uh, but yeah, it was a bummer. What about you? Yeah, your parents should have gotten a dog. The dog. Um, yeah. I my first pet. Um, we had a family pet that came with the house we lived in. That is crazy. A pet is not a refrigerator. Um, So (laughs) uh, it it was this like stray cat that kind of like lived in our backyard and it had one eye and it didn't have, it wasn't like closed up like it'd been to the vet. It just like had like an empty eye socket and I named him Jerry and instead (laughs) of Jerry McGuire, my parents called him Jerry One-Eyer. Wait, was he Jerry Maguire or was he like, like, was that where the name came from? I just named him Jerry, I think, because of Tom and Tom Jerry. and Jerry. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Even though I think Tom's the cat. And um, uh, 
so I named him Jerry, and then my parents kind of were like, Jerry, Jerry McGuire, Jerry Von Iyer. Aw, that's very fun. your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's been the Hat of Time. The Hat of Time! And that's been one episode of Sam and Rachel's Generation Gap. Well, this is actually part one of this. There's actually going to be two more episodes <laughs> of this, and it's going to take three hours yeah, each. Yeah, three hours each, probably. Yeah. yeah that right. sounds good. Well been cool hanging with you in the shire rachel it sure has you shall not pass Generation Gap podcast is produced by Rachel Rosenthal and Sam DeRost. Original theme song and music by Douglas Wydick and Sweet Tea Studios. Original artwork by Aaron Maybe Designs and Snuggles by Rosie the Galga.